Hi, I'm Reggie Williams, and I am in cohort 59. And my project's names are Promo Do It and Nature Breaks. Welcome. Thank you so much for taking a moment to just share those names. I can't wait to hear all about what you've been building and working on these last six months at National Software School. You're in cohort 59. I can't believe how much the school just continues to grow. 10 years, over 2,000 graduates. It's really exciting to see that you are about to join that rank here in just a couple more days. It is amazing, yeah, to think about it having been like 10 years of kind of just getting experience and refining this process and getting to be a part of that is really cool. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing a little about your story. I would love to hear like life before NSS. What's the story? What's the, where were you in the world and how did you decide to come to NSS? Oh man. Uh, (laughs) So like, you know, a lot of other people in Nashville, I am a musician. That's what brought me here. Um, That's what I've done by trade. That's what I studied in college. I was touring and doing music professionally and recording other people and teaching guitar and just doing all of the, you know, kind of various like music related odd job type things that (laughs) are kind of necessary when you're trying to make it as like, I guess, a solo artist. And I'd been doing that for about 10-ish years when I moved to Nashville in 2015 to start a band called R. Lamar. And uh, we did that and we gained some success, I would say, enough at least to keep paying my bills and to keep doing it and to tour. And all that was going well and whatnot. And I had my, uh, long story short, I had my debut record. It released November 1st of 2019. (laughs) And the tour was supposed to start on March 13th, I think, of 2020. And uh, we can all kind of guess what happened in 2020. (laughs) The pandemic started and the world changed and the music industry completely retracted. Oddly enough, in about two or three months of 2020, I think I had just about everything I had been working towards for that last like 15 years, it should just kind of fallen away because of something that no one could have seen coming. So it was... It rocked me really heavily. I didn't know what to do next. I, you Mm. know, I had uh, really invested all my skills into a very particular area. Um, And it was really, really difficult to have to kind of try to piece together, well, what can these skills kind of even, what can these transfer to? You know, what I, I haven't written a resume since college. I haven't written a cover letter since again, since trying to apply for scholarships in college and stuff like that. So there were just sort of practical skills that came into focus at that point when I was trying to apply for other jobs that I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know what I can contribute really. And that's a scary, scary place for someone who has been a maker, a doer, like a tinkerer forever. And, um, I don't know. There were a lot of other musicians that were going through similar things. And at this point I had moved to Colorado to just kind of clear my head. And I was talking to my friend, Pio, who is also a musician. He played in the symphony down in Miami and he went through a similar thing. You know, people can't gather in concert halls anymore and he can't tour with the symphony either. So because of the uh, the pandemic. So he ended up going to coding school and I was just like, wait a second, that's a thing? (laughs) I had never heard of that. I didn't realize it was even an option, especially for someone who 
doesn't have a technical background in any formal sense. Right, of course. Yeah. And, right? and that makes a lot of sense. Well, the interesting thing about that, too, though, is that I said that to him and he was like, well, I didn't either. In fact, he and I went to the same music school uh, at Florida State. Well, we did have to take the music tech classes and we did have to like put together little word presses. And, oh, I do remember like editing my friend's MySpaces back in like 2006 for like 10 bucks when all you had to do was find like the iframe and the width and height. You know what I mean? But they weren't patient enough to do it. So I would make the money doing it. And he just kind of, as he was talking, he explained to me that so many of these skills just transfer. Like, you know, we would spend regularly four hours in a practice room by ourselves, breaking down a large piece of music into smaller chunks that we can handle um, that then build up to finishing the full uh, piece. Does that not sound exactly like (laughs) scaling and building a piece of an application, you know what I mean? You start with this vision and then you break it down into pieces and you focus on what parts are necessary to get to the next part. And then it becomes this macro thing by focusing on the micro pieces. We are so well-versed in that, you know? And luckily chatting with him a bit helped me realize that not only do I have some previous experience in, frankly, specifically web development, um, because of being a musician and having to put together websites and just random skills that you pick up. He also put it in context that not only is there a structure, like a school sort of system that will fit me, that'll focus specifically on uh, gaining those skills in a hireable way. He also showed me that a person like him, who is a person like me, could do it, you know? That's so exciting, yeah. Right? And that's I'm sure the light bulb started to go off. Oh, I was like, hey, these are things yes. I, I feel like I could do. Absolutely. I mean, it just was such a big change. I was so down in Colorado, like, oh, man, what am I going to do? What can I contribute? And then he just helped it all just kind of snap into into place. So I started discovering things like Free Code Camp, Code Academy, Harvard CS50. Thank goodness for YouTube University. You know what I mean? Um, and just starting to discover that not only are these kind of complex processes like really well documented people like want to give this knowledge to you (laughs) you know what i mean so it's just so many of those things snapped into focus at almost the same time similar to how stuff kind of fell away it's like oh well i can do this i have the skills that can transfer i'm actually interested in this i've already done it and people want to help me do it oh okay cool (laughs) wow Mm-hmm. And so you decide, like, was there a moment when you decided, hey, NSS is going to be what I want to do? Was mm-hmm. there, how did that decision happen? So I started researching some boot camps because Pio had actually gone to one in Miami. I don't remember the name, but um, I, man, I saw a lot of the other boot camps that are like really, really expensive and really, really um, short and I was just kind of really kind of scared about whether or not I could justify spending so much money for such a short amount of time to study, especially such a skill that seems so complex and so like experience-based. So um, in searching, I did end up trying to go to another one. I think it was a general assembly, but I flunked out. I think I couldn't get the pre-work done actually. And 
I kept researching and I was looking for one that I thought would have a bit of a longer time, one that maybe wasn't less as expensive and one that I could kind of work with on working out the financial parts of things. So NSS just NSS came up, you know, it seemed perfect. I love that it's a nonprofit one. I loved that it's been around for so long. I loved that I can talk to so many people. I just was able to reach out to people on uh, LinkedIn. I love that I'm able to actually listen to this podcast. In fact, uh, that leads me to uh, something that we were talking about a little bit before the podcast was BJ Golden uh, was on this podcast. He's someone that I had actually strangely known through um guitar stuff because my teacher in college, Silvio Kulei, is very close to him since he's a classical guitar teacher as well and a luthier. And I knew him through like Florida State guitar schools and that um, that kind of circuit of people that play. And I believe now he's the guitar player for Brantley Gilbert, which is like bananas, <laughs> which is incredible. That's amazing, yeah. And on that podcast, even he was like, I am playing for Brantley and I have so much downtime that I can literally just hold a full-time job from the back of the tour bus. And it's funny, that made me kind of think I was in Brantley's position <laughs> where I was the one who had the day full with all the stuff that had nothing to do with music. It was interviews and radio and, you know, things that were superfluous and not what I went to college for, frankly. I felt like I was working even when the business was going really, really well, I was mostly working in sales and promotions. It felt like I wasn't really like uh, heavily working specifically in the studio. So BJ's podcast, BJ's episode of this specific podcast and the episode where he had, uh, it was him and a pianist that was a dueling guitar, dueling pianist. Yes. Yeah, they were both really instructional. Um, that was particularly what made me go, okay, this guy is literally describing a life, not only the life that I want, but a life that I didn't realize was so achievable in the place that I live, <laughs> you know? I love that so much. So this- How bananas for, is that? For, I, it is really bananas. And I, I, hey, that's the power of podcasting and being able it to is. hear someone's story and- Can I read you a quote that, of BJ's that I keep on my monitor? Yeah, wait, what? Yes. Yeah, dude. Um, he said- I'm serious. This quote like made me cry. He said, you will never be a prisoner to a gig again. He said that about getting through NSS and the way that mm. it affected his lifestyle. And that that was the thing that made him think, oh, I can do this. I can take care of my family, yeah. but not have to sacrifice the art that I've poured my personal love and life into. I can do both of those things. I can be personally and creatively fulfilled and I can have health insurance. You know, mm. BJ. Wow, that Dude is incredible. Me. We definitely need to send this to him. So we did, for someone listening along, if they want to go listen to this episode, we did a special podcast, 10 episodes. It was in celebration of the 10 years, 2,000 journeys, right? All the 2,000-plus graduates who have gone through NSS. And so this episode, like you and like BJ and like so many others, musicians, go through this program. I mean, not, not only is there, you know, of course, the backdrop of Music City, but there's a lot of interesting connections. You know, John Wark, the founder of NSS, he's often talking about how there's that connection between 
musicians and then learning how to code. So this episode was actually one of my favorite episodes too. And so Musicians Who Code, it's on the, you can search anywhere, 10 years, 2000 journeys. I'm so happy that that not only resonated with you, but that was part of your decision-making process to, for you to go through this experience. And who knows who's going to hear your story and that's going to impact them. I really hope to be able to kind of pay it for it in that way for sure. I really appreciate you sharing that story and that experience. It's really special. So now let's talk about what you've been working on these last six months. So you make the decision, you go to NSS, you make it to the end, you're about to graduate, and now (laughs) you've got two capstone projects you'll be demoing. So starting with the front-end capstone. Real briefly, I know this was about three months ago, but (laughs) what did you build at a high level and how does it work? Okay, sure. I'm I'm so excited about both both those projects, honestly. Um, The first one is called Pomo Do It. It's an app uh, that is, I would say this at like a task management app combined with a timer that takes advantage of the Pomodoro uh, organization technique. Basically, I personally use it because I have ADHD and it's a thing that messes with executive function in the brain. And that uh, leads us to deal with this thing called time blindness, which makes it really difficult through difficulties with executive function to track time outside of your body sometimes. So that makes it easy for me to be late to things, for me to forget things, for me to misplace things. So what this app does is it uses the Pomodoro technique, which uses the primacy and recency technique to help your brain just focus on one or two things at a time, which will help you build up to a larger goal. So... Um, As you're completing those goals, as you're completing those tasks, uh, it saves those tasks to the user's profile so that you can pull them up later and check off, wait, this I already did. I don't have to do it again. This I already did. I don't have to do it again. So then you can track your progress. You can see how long things take you externally so you uh, don't kind of get caught in that time blindness trap. That is so helpful. Yeah, it helps me. And and I feel like there's so many there's so much noise out in the world mm-hmm. trying to grab your attention. I mean, that's how everything is designed. It's to grab your attention, Absolutely. pull it out, you know, pull pull you away from something. Mm-hmm. Distract so, you and take you in different mm-hmm. places. And that actually takes me perfectly to my next app. Good good transition. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Back end capstone. So this is a more recent one. This is kind of using everything, right? So what did yes, you sir. build here? So the first app was built with uh, J- just React and JavaScript with the JSON backend. But this time, since we were doing the full, full stack, we built the backend with C Sharp, uh, Web APIs. I did some MVC, but I went for Web API with this project. Um, and this one is called Nature Breaks. So as you were talking about, so many apps, specifically TikTok and social media, just all kinds of things on social media, it's just loud and so disruptive and it auto plays and you can't handle the timelines. And for someone like me, again, who already has executive function issues and who is easily distractible, something that's engineered to distract you is like deadly (laughs) for my productivity. So I engineered Nature Breaks out of experience. When I was on tour and on the road a bunch, I would do these things with my Instagram story where I would shoot a 15 second, 20 second, just vertical video of just nature, stillness, rainfall, trees in the wind, birds or something, right? And people started responding to me that that really makes me calm. It makes me relax as I'm scrolling through all my Instagram feeds or up my TikTok. So I thought I have like 
200 of these. I could compile these into an app and let people scroll through them whenever they want to kind of step away from the hustle and bustle and advertisements that are on normal apps. You can take a break with nature, a nature break. So this app was built with uh, React on the front end. Um, as I said, uh, MVC and Web API with C Sharp and ADL.net on the back end. And we used Firebase through Google for authentication, which was very new and really, really cool. Hey, I love it. I could love hearing how specific everything is and how you've got this all mapped out. What did you enjoy more as you're reflecting back, front end, back end, you know, maybe no preference? What do you think you enjoyed more? And the reason I ask that is what do you think might be on the horizon? Hmm. You know, I love that question because it, it kind of focuses on what is the usefulness of this? A thing that I felt like I was missing in my journey in the music industry was that even though I could see the impact of, peop of uh, the music being used like as a product at shows, there was the implication that people would be taking the music and listening to it, but you never really get that feedback as to how they're using it, how you can improve it. You know, you don't get to iterate. So I felt like applying that to this Pomo Duet app, I wanna work in accessibility really, to like kind of improve and figure out ways to welcome people in and make people feel, you know, kind of seen with apps. And I think that Pomo Do It really has done that for me because I'm able to actually get users using that and they can, you know, give me feedback. I can see what types of things people like to do. So um, I think I enjoy that the most because I also really like front end because I'm really interested in the user experience. Like, how are they going to feel when they see this thing? Like, that's what Nature Break is um, the most focused on, is how is this making them feel? Can this particularly make them calm down? You know? So, I don't know. I think those things are most focused on the front end and on the UX side of things. But, I don't know, the organization and specificity, like you just said, <laughs> is clearly something I'm into. So, um, I would be okay to do the full stack, but I think I'm going to focus more on front end uh, at the beginning of my career personally. That's what I think. I cannot wait to see how the future unfolds for you here. This is so exciting. This is just the beginning. And like we talked about earlier, you've got this whole entire NSS community and alumni network to tap into. So all good things on the horizon, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for letting me ramble on about things I love. Ha, ha, ha.